0: As if there was ever any doubt, Xavier Tillman Sr. will be a Memphis Grizzly one more season at the very least as the squad has picked up his team option for the 2023-2024 season. We'll talk about X's return to Memphis, predictable return to Memphis, plus a sign-and-trade rumor that got me all fired up over the weekend and the possibilities of positive and negatives in the pool with Brandon Clark we will talk about all that next on this Tuesday edition of Locked On Grizzlies. Let's lock in. You are Locked On Grizzlies, your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Grizzlies. I am your host for this episode of the show, Joe Mullinax. No to Michael Cole. He is knee and ankle and elbow deep in John Moran uh, civil case situations. I'm not talking about that. As your host for this episode, Joe Mullinax of Bluff City Media. Of course, I love and respect Michael Cole tremendously. And I'm going to let him do that work for the Commercial Appeal there in Memphis, Tennessee. I am not going to do that work. I am going to focus on the Grizzlies that are currently not suspended by the National Basketball Association. Make sure you're checking out DeMichael at the Commercial Appeal for everything you want regarding John Morant and those sorts of things. I'm going to dive into the guys that are going to be on the court potentially, eventually, or at least aren't suspended uh, going into the 2023-2024 season on this edition. Locked on Grizzlies. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Rate, review, like, comment, subscribe. Also available on YouTube. Your team each and every day. That is what we pride ourselves on as proud members of the Locked On Podcast Network. Xavier Tillman, X gonna give it to you. Oh, oh, DMX in the spot, right? Love the reality happening for Xavier Tillman. About a $1.9 million team option on his contract that was picked up, the Grizzlies announced on Monday evening. And as I wrote for Bluff City Media, not overly surprising, right? Xavier Tillman being a guy that has shown his worth in more ways than one. And I'll get into what I mean by that here in a moment. But considering the cost, maybe they sign him to an extension. That can still obviously occur. Maybe they decide to hold off and see how the season goes. Either way, X is in a position where he was going to be picked up. And now the Grizzlies truly have 14 roster spots. Everybody just kind of assumed that Xavier Tillman was going to be picked up on that team option. Again, $1.9 million for a caliber player or the player of the caliber of Xavier Tillman. That's kind of a no-brainer. Um, I say that it's a no-brainer for a couple of reasons. One on the court and one off the court. On the court, while X is limited offensively, and I think that most folks – would be honest about that. You know, that maybe they won't say that Kenneth Lofton Jr. has a higher ceiling than Santi Aldama. Maybe they're not that crazy. But I do think that it's not that wild to say that X is a limited offensive basketball player. He's a good passer. I think he's underrated and doesn't get talked about enough in that particular way. But he is not someone that's going to drain threes like Santi Aldama. He's not someone who's going to put the ball in the bucket consistently like a Kenneth Lofton Jr., he excels in similar areas to where Steven Adams excels, right? That's one of the reasons he made sense as that Steven Adams replacement. He's a decent rebounder, above average rebounder for his size in particular. And he is a very good screener. Not as good at Adam as Adams at either of those things. But again, if you're trying to stay true to your sets, stay true to what you are offensively and defensively, X can help you on the offensive end in particular with what Adams delivered. Not as well. But in the same ballpark, X's value on the court is mostly defensive. When Dylan Brooks struggled against the Los Angeles Lakers, unable to check LeBron James on a consistent basis, it was Xavier Tillman who drew that assignment semi consistently. Uh, center <laughs> on the Grizzlies, at the very least, a big, if you believe, a positionless basketball, was being asked to guard one of the most dominant peri- uh, rim dashers, rim runners, rim attackers in the entire history of the National Basketball Association. Now, LeBron has lost a step or two, but he's still pretty adept at getting to the basket, and it was X that picked up the slack when Dylan was struggling. So I think that his ability to defend stretch fours, his ability to defend guys like LeBron James in terms of that skill set, obviously a lower center of gravity when it was Steven Adams who was struggling against the Minnesota Timberwolves in the playoffs in 2022. It was Xavier Tillman who replaced him and performed pretty admirably. At times, defending Carl Anthony Towns and limiting some of the things that Minnesota was trying to do to the Memphis Grizzlies. So I think X on the floor deserves his flowers in terms of how productive he can be. And I've been pretty hard on X. If you've been following Locked On Grizzlies, you know that I am not 100 percent on the Xavier Tillman train. But I do think that he has done enough to showcase what he is capable of, that we should acknowledge him. Uh, like the tribal chief, Roman Reigns, for the player that he is. And I think that that is significant. Something to watch for is how X continues to grow upon that game. But even if he stays exactly the same, he's a meaningful contributor on a good basketball team, and especially at that cost of $1.9 million. Off the court, we talk about the Grizzlies needing adults, right? Marcus Smart, one of the reasons that I'm most excited about Marcus Smart being a member of the Memphis Grizzlies, is he is a grown man. He carries himself as such. He conducts his business on the court with an aggression and audaciousness that I'd like to see John Morant try to rediscover. And off the court, he supports local charities. He helps inner city youth. He, I would imagine, will be active with St. Jude Children's Research Hospital because he did similar work in Boston. His community outreach stuff is higher as a person, as a contributor to society, than his ability as a basketball player. And I mean that as a compliment for Marcus Smart. Xavier Tillman is in a similar lane. Now, he's not doing the same depth of community work, but in terms of being an adult, in terms of being a professional, in terms of being a good teammate, may I remind you that when the Grizzlies were healthy and the front court of the Memphis Grizzlies was low on minutes available to Xavier Tillman, it was he who went to the Grizzlies' coaches and said, can I go and play in the G League? Can I go work on my game? Can I go get reps down with the Memphis Hustle? And the Grizzlies obliged, and he went and he did some good things in the G League, and he stayed in shape, and he stayed focused, and he sharpened his skills for when Memphis needed him that second half of the season once Steven Adams went down. How many other guys in the NBA are doing that? That's a rhetorical question. I don't expect you to answer me. The answer is not very many, right? And in fairness to those guys, Xavier Tillman, even with this option being picked up, $1.9 million, he's one of the lower paid NBA basketball players, especially when you compare him to what his role has been on the Grizzlies these last couple of postseasons in particular as a starter. So the fact that he's coming back under two mil, that's massive for Memphis, huge. But the fact that he is willing to say, I need to do this to keep sharp. I need to do this to continue to work on my game and to be humble enough and willing enough to go and essentially take a demotion, right? Because it's not quite like, you know, Major League Baseball, AAA, all that sort of thing uh, in terms of the minor league system, but that's basically what the Memphis Hustle is. And Tillman chose to go play with the Memphis Hustle and get minutes and get reps and find ways to stay ready so that he didn't have to get ready for when the Grizzlies called his name, which eventually happened. And he showed his worth. The humility, the professionalism, the way that he supports his teammates, those are all things that are extremely valuable to a Grizzlies team in crisis. Crisis might be too strong of a word, but given what's happened with John Morant, I'm not so sure it is. I think that it's really important to acknowledge that they need adults in the room, they need guys that are going to be. Positive forces and examples for these younger players. Not all of them need it, but in the particular example of John Morant, he needs it. There's other young players in that Grizzlies locker room who certainly could benefit from having somebody like Xavier Tillman be a role model for how to conduct yourself on and off the floor. So congratulations to X. Team option picked up. Not too surprising when the team announced it on Monday, but still good to see that he'll be around in Memphis for the foreseeable future. We'll talk about some guys that maybe won't be around in Memphis for the foreseeable future because there's a you know some Zach Lowe of ESPN rumors being stirred around on the old podcast circuit saying that the Grizzlies might be active in the sign and trade market. What could that potentially look like? We'll talk about that next here on Lockdown Grizzlies. But first, this episode of Lockdown Grizzlies is brought to you by eBay Motors. I got to tell you, folks, if you are in a position on a championship team where you are trying to contend, it's about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part has to fit just right. The next time you need parts and accessories, you need to head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time. Add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game. When you shop on eBay Motors with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win with the right parts when they're guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We are talking sign and trade next here on Lockdown Grizzlies. Welcome back to Lockdown Grizzlies. I am your host, for this episode of the podcast, Joe Mullinex. Very excited to be back with you. DeMichael took care of you guys very kindly and very nicely on the Monday edition of the show. I'm here with you on this beautiful Tuesday. And obviously, we'll be back together, hopefully for the Wednesday podcast, taking you in through the rest of the week, getting you ready for free agency, which unofficially begins on Friday. And Xavier Tillman will not be a free agent. We talked about that earlier in the show. He is opted in via the... Team option of the Memphis Grizzlies for the 2023 2024 season. Even in a semi loaded front court, you got to remember Brandon Clark's still out to start the season. I think it's a good decision to keep X around for all the reasons I outlined earlier in the show. Now you have 14 confirmed roster spots filled, one roster spot to go. And one of the ways that the Memphis Grizzlies can try to fill that roster spot is via sign and trade. And Zach Lowe, the great Zach Lowe of ESPN, hinted at Memphis, potentially being a team that could get involved in the sign and trade fun. Now there's two particular ways that they could go about doing this, right? Uh, Obviously they could do so in someone going out and that would be Dylan Brooks, who under no circumstances is going to be back with the Memphis Grizzlies, if you remember correctly. And then on the flip side of that, it could be the Grizzlies bringing somebody back in, be a sign and trade, because that is the best way for Memphis to expand their net of possible targets. The Grizzlies are roughly $16 million uh, within the luxury tax. They have the full mid-level exception. They don't have to pay the luxury tax this coming season. I don't think they will. But it'll be interesting to see how they finagle and move around the money to try to stay out of that luxury tax. Because after the Desmond Bain extension kicks in, which could almost be a max contract, I know DeMichael has talked about that in the past, if Bain does indeed get the max or close to it, now you're looking at a situation where the money's really going to get tight. And how do you maneuver if you're Memphis? I think the Grizzlies are absolutely going to be a 2024-2025 taxpayer. I also think that there's no way that they're going to go above the second apron on that tax bracket because that's something that really inhibits your ability to build a championship contending team. We saw that with the Atlanta Hawks giving up John Collins for basically, you know, a ham sandwich. No offense to Rudy Gay at this stage of his career in second-round picks, but John Collins, the Utah for that package, was a salary dump. Teams don't want to mess with that second apron of the tax. So the Grizzlies aren't going to mess with that second apron of the tax. So how they get there matters, right? The first way could be a Dylan Brooks sign and trade where they get a traded player exception as opposed to bringing in another player. So, for example, they could send Dylan Brooks to a team, uh, the Sacramento Kings. They could send him to the Milwaukee Bucks. You know, the Bucks are a team that's been rumored to be interested in Dylan. And it could be traded player exception. So, say Dylan signs for $15 million, right? A three-year, $45 million contract, something like that. I want to give credit to Parker Fleming and and Sean Coleman, two of my dear Grizzlies friends, who floated this idea in one of our conversations. Say Dylan signs for a contract like that, right? Roughly $15 million a year. That's probably fair market value for Dylan at this point. Even though he has his offensive issues, you got to remember he's an all-defensive team type guy. So Dylan goes to Milwaukee for that. The Grizzlies get back a second-round pick and a traded player exception. So that's a TPE, that's $15 million. They could then pair that TPE, trade player exception, with a Brandon Clark contract, a Zaire Williams contract, a John Conchar contract. And now you're looking at over $30 million if you want to bring in Kyle Kuzma. Now, obviously, that changes your roster pretty drastically. But you see the point that I'm trying to make. You can combine those two worlds and get that sign-and-trade where you send out Dylan for the space to operate, and then you bring in somebody that you see as a potentially better fit in a Kuzma in return. I'm sure we'll talk more about this as the off grinds along. There's a lot to make of, are you worried about Marcus Smart being that three or Desmond Bain being that three guard? Do you think Smart, Bain, and Morant is sustainable on a championship contending team? That's what the Grizzlies are, right? And that's something that I'll talk more about as well in, in future episodes. I've been patient with the Grizzlies, but they just, they again, not all in, but they have shown that they're serious about contention now. They went out and got older purposefully, right? So Marcus Smart, hot dang, we're in, right? They are trying to contend now. Now is the time to take them seriously as a contender. Can they do that with Morant, Bain, Smart? I think they can. But again, we can talk more about what that looks like as uh, the offseason grinds forth. I am interested in the idea of Kyle Kuzma. Maybe not for $30 million a year. That feels like a lot. But if they could somehow get him for three years, 70 mil, uh, I think that could be intriguing. And if they bring in a Kyle Kuzma, now you've got Kuz and Smart. If you could combine the two, they would be a perfect starting small forward. Uh, but you obviously can't. So, in this aggregate kind of situation, you get the perimeter defense with Smart, you get the offensive firepower with Kyle Kuzma, and you have two guys that, if you can mesh them together, it'd be perfect. But we don't live in a perfect world. So, I like the idea of the traded or the sign and trade that Lowe outlines because it enables you to bring in a Kyle Kuzma. Because now the Kyle Kuzma is a free agent after opting out of his player option. There's no way. Kuzma's not taking the 12.2 mid-level exception. That's just not going to happen. So if you want Kyle Kuzma, that's cool. I think it's possible for the Grizzlies, but you got to make a trade. you got to make a trade. And in order for that to happen, there are ways to move pieces around. You can obviously trade Dylan for that traded player exception and not do anything else, or you still use that MLE to sign somebody. You could just get another second-round pick back, maybe one in 2024 to replace the Warriors first that you lost, something along those lines. You can get creative. Or if there is a draft coming up where you have limited second-round picks and maybe you want to use that first in a future deal, maybe you uh, supplement in that space. I think that's possible as well. Dylan Brooks holds value, especially to contending teams and especially to teams that already have distinct offensive weapons. Milwaukee makes a lot of sense in that way. Dylan Brooks also makes a lot of sense in terms of coming in and helping cultivate a culture of competitiveness. We saw that with the Grizzlies during this first chapter of the John Morant era. Dylan was a major piece of that culture being developed. You can apply that same logic to the Houston Rockets. You can apply that same logic to the Detroit Pistons. But especially in the case of non-cap teams, teams that don't have salary cap space, like the Milwaukee Bucks, sign and trades, again, wider net the grizzlies are also in that space like we talked about with kuzma sign and trades allow for them to cast a wider net so they don't have to say okay well maybe harrison barnes will take the mle maybe he doesn't but you're crossing your fingers bruce brown does he take the mle or does he try to cash in somewhere else it's an interesting question we'd have to see how it plays out you don't have to limit yourself with the sign and trade option and the grizzlies Zach Kleiman, the gm of the grizzlies credit They are in a space where they can go and do those things. They have tradable contracts. They have assets that maybe aren't as valuable as you'd like them to be. But that's because the Grizzlies have rebuilt so well. People don't want Grizzlies first round picks because they assume they're going to be, you know, 22 and up. Because the Grizzlies are going to be one of the top eight or so teams in the NBA for the foreseeable future, as long as they have John Morant, Desmond Bain, Jaron Jackson Jr. on the roster. Spoiler alert, they're going to be on the roster for a while. So I do think it's going to be interesting to see how the Grizzlies maneuver the sign and trade market on both ends. Because Dylan Brooks isn't coming back, right? That's not happening. I don't think it makes sense for either side for him to return. And Dylan could just go to Detroit. He could just go to Houston, get a good payday, and be one of those spiritual leaders for another young team and have a larger offensive role. But if he wants to go to a contending team or if Kyle Kuzma wants to go to a contending team. They're not so much worried about breaking the bank as they are wanting to play meaningful basketball beyond the regular season. Sign a trade might be the best route, and that's something to keep an eye on with the Grizzlies, whether or not Zach Lowe says it or not, but him obviously discussing it adds some weight to that possibility. One of the names that I mentioned in terms of the trade possibility was Brandon Clark. You might have seen him jumping out of a pool over the weekend, I or jumping up in a pool. I'll talk about how that's good and bad. For the Memphis Grizzlies coming up next here on Lockdown Grizzlies. Stay with us. Welcome back to Lockdown Grizzlies, finishing up this Tuesday edition of the podcast, Flying Solo. I am Joe Mullinax of Bluff City Media, uh, interim Grizzlies content manager over there. I also write and contribute for SB Nation. You can check me out at Joe Mullinax, my co-host to Michael Cole, commercial appeals Memphis Grizzlies beat writer. Not with me on this episode. He's dealing with John Moran stuff I'm not. No, no, thank you. I'm good. I'm going to focus on the basketball side of things. Maybe when we're back together on Wednesday to Michael want, want to talk about that stuff, but I'm going to pass for now. I'm going to pass. If you're, if you're watching on YouTube, I'm, I'm doing a De Niro face a little bit. I don't know. Um, not a very good De Niro, but forgive me. You come to, this is locked on Grizzlies, not locked on Robert De Niro. Although that would be an interesting podcast and I would love to listen. It'd be my second listen every day. <laughs> uh, I'm interested in Brandon Clark, because he is a guy that, you know, we'll talk a little bit about here on Lockdown Grizzlies, and we'll talk more about as he comes back from his Achilles injury. So much of what makes Brandon Clark great is that ability to leap and then re-leap, right? Get off the ground almost instantly. His explosive athleticism is what makes Brandon Clark, Brandon Clark, at least in my opinion. He's an excellent finisher of the basketball. He does better off the dribble than he gets credit for decent loader game very malleable defensively what i said about xavier tillman earlier in the show doubly connects to clark because he has the athleticism to stay with not just bigger perimeter players but smaller ones for at least some stretches of time when he's healthy and i know it's 2023 and and my co-host michael cole has given me a hard time being so uh, apprehensive about clark and his recovery and People on Twitter saw the video of Clark jumping up and down in the pool and instantaneously almost I, I get mentions, I get notifications. Hey, are you still worried about Clark? Look at what he's doing. He's jumping in a pool, folks. You no know else jumped in a pool over this past weekend. My two year old son, he jumped in a pool. Right. What's the point I'm trying to make? It's great to see that he's doing that, but it's still not basketball related. It's rehab related from a very serious injury and it's wonderful to see that he's making progress. I don't want to belittle that, but his ability to do that in that pool does not instant instantly mean that you have someone in place that is going to be able to contribute in February, March, April, May to a hopeful title run. He is not in a position where we can see that happening for him. So, I am still apprehensive about Clark. And I go back to our crossover episode that we did with Locked On Nets where they were pretty interested in Clarkson. They liked the idea of a Clark DFS swap. And I think that a positive of the Clark video is if you're like me and you're not really feeling the excitement of a Brandon Clark return, you're worried about that Achilles, you think that at least this first year of this new extension, it's dead money. If you're concerned about that, there could be a lane where a team could talk themselves into being patient on Brandon Clark. Are the Grizzlies in a spot where they can be patient? Yes and no. I think that they believe Clark will be back around that all-star break timeline. And he could be that, you know, every year a team talks about their mid season acquisition, being a returning player from injury. That could be Brandon Clark, It'd be John Moran coming back from suspension too. But beyond that, They need someone who can provide spacing. Brandon Clark doesn't do that. He's a non-shooting big. You can never play him with Steven Adams if you could find a way to bring in a DFS. If Brooklyn was willing to be more patient with Clark, DFS is a shooting big. Clark is not. Dorian Finney-Smith being DFS. I mentioned the Kyle Kuzma idea. Six foot nine Kyle Kuzma. Taller or as tall as Brandon Clark. Kuzma can play the four, and he's a shooting stretch four big. He can also play three. There are guys that at this version of the Memphis Grizzlies could make more sense in that slot than Brandon Clark. Doesn't mean Brandon Clark's not a good basketball player. Doesn't mean that we shouldn't be grateful for all that Brandon Clark has done for the Memphis Grizzlies. It means there's a reality there, just like there was a reality with Tyus Jones. Tyus Jones is much better as a starter than it is as a backup point guard. That's just the reality. He goes to Washington. He's going to have a chance to be a starter. Good trade. Brandon Clark. If they're committed to Stephen Adams in Memphis, Clark is redundant. Not because he's some lower-level athlete or because he does the same things that Stephen Adams does. They do different things in terms of being effective at the rim, being effective as basketball players overall. Again, that leap ability that Clark has, Stephen Adams does not possess. But, They both have the limitation of not being spacing bigs. And if you're trying to maximize John Morant, you need as much spacing on the floor as possible. You don't move on from Luke Kennard, who has a similar tradable contract. Steven Adams may be, but again, he's the one true big on the roster. He's basically your one seven-footer that can set those screens and do those rebounding things that we talked about earlier in the show. So who does that leave in terms of a mid-sized contract? Brandon Clark at this stage. And that's a positive of the video. You see his rehab going well. So if you're a team like the Brooklyn Nets and you want to say, ah, you know, we're not really concerned about this here. Clark can take his time, come back healthy. We want to make sure that leg is nice and strong. If you're not in a position to actively compete and you believe in modern medicine, take a swing, bring in Brandon Clark. And that would help the Grizzlies with the sign and trade aspect of things. Maybe not with Brooklyn, but with another team that maybe wants to take a shot at Brandon Clark health-wise. Okay. That's intriguing. The Grizzlies have to continue to find ways to find offensive half-court help. Brandon Clark does not provide that. Brandon Clark is excellent in transition. He's an excellent role man in early parts of a shot clock in the half-court offense. But Brandon Clark is not a guy that you can put in the corner or have him come off of a screen and cut to the basket because they are concerned about him as a shooter. Clark does not have that part of his game. He is very limited in that way. And because Stephen Adams is already there, and because you have Xavier Tillman opted into, maybe extended because he'll almost certainly be sh- cheaper than Brandon Clark will be at about twenty or twelve million dollars this coming season, roughly. You got to make a choice at some point, right? It's a lot of non-shooting bigs to have on your roster. Jaron obviously can shoot. Santi Aldama obviously can shoot. But you've got Clark, you've got Tillman, you've got Adams. Something's got to give. So Brandon Clark showing that he is physically recovering from the injury for a team that maybe doesn't care about timelines as much, Washington Wizards. Maybe Clark could be that connecting piece to a sign and trade with Kyle Kuzma because the Wizards can be patient. The Grizzlies want Kuzma now. They want that floor space, they want that offensive weapon now. And I think that could be a trade that would make sense for both sides. Obviously, if a first-round pick, maybe Zaire Williams gets tagged on, they'd have to include other things in order for the money to match. Like that, Dylan Brooks theoretical traded player exception that we talked about earlier in the show. So keep an eye on Washington. I'm intrigued by the Washington Wizards. I'm intrigued by how You know, the Porzingis trade, obviously Memphis has already been involved in the Beal trade. They just want to move on from this era and get as many assets as they possibly can. I think if they could negotiate a sign and trade where Kuzma comes to Memphis, if he wants to come to the Grizzlies and get a first round pick out of it, I think the Wizards would be interested. And if you include Zaire Williams in that, plus Brandon Clark, the, the key components are there to get something for a player who is going to leave anyway. And again, Kuzma's going to a contender. There's only eight teams with cap space. The Sacramento Kings, maybe the Kings make a run for Kuz. But the Kings are really the best one that has a substantial amount of cap space to throw at somebody. So it's going to be interesting to watch play out. And I think that Brandon Clark, it's good to see him being healthy. I think he could eventually help Memphis again, as he has in the past. But the best way for him to help Memphis right now might be to be a part of one of those sign and trades that we mentioned earlier in the show. On tomorrow's episode of Locked on Grizzlies, we haven't had a chance to talk too much about Tyus Jones just yet, giving him his flowers, all the success that he had in Memphis. want to make sure we give him a special shout out as he heads to Washington. We also had uh, some issues on Twitter over this past weekend. I created them. I need to take responsibility for that. But I, I created some heat regarding Kenneth Lofton, John Conchar. Maybe I'll see where DeMichael fits in with all of those things. And maybe he'll drop some knowledge on the John ja Moran's updates uh, from you know all the stuff going on with John. Ja. Like I said, I couldn't handle it by myself. I'll need my partner to sort through that stuff. We could have a pretty jam-packed episode of Lockdown Grizzlies for our Wednesday edition of the show. Make sure you're with us. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts, like, comment, rate, review, subscribe, all of those fun things. We're on YouTube. Thank you so much for making us part of your daily grizzlies and nba experience whether it's on youtube or wherever you get your podcasts we're free and available each and every day as proud members of the locked on podcast network until next time i am joe Molinax. stay locked in to michael and i will be back with you on the wednesday edition of the show or tuesday edition of the show no wednesday edition i'm confused have a